Hey, it's Russ Payton with Rule of Public Radio. This is Game Designer Workshop. Uh, this uh, episode is Should We Try uh, 2E? Is that it, Gail? Should We 2E? Should We 2E? There we go. Uh, as you know, I'm really good at titles and remembering them. Yeah, uh, I said it literally seconds before. <laughs> like, said it. You said, yeah, that's the title. Yeah. Hit record. Gone already. Yeah. Already. <laughs> Into the abyss of wherever Ross rewrites every title. <laughs> what do you think the, the like? Do you get like big like books? Like the you're not like, hey, how is the Bible holy or whatever that thing you call is like From the Bible verse? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, the extended cinematic Bible verse. Yeah, I know that. One. I just want to know whether it's like just things I say or if it's, oh, it's every not, every just, title yeah. that it encounters. No, no, it's anyone any any other person's title. Like I've done it to Glancy. I've done it to other people. Like it, it just. Other you, you obliterate them. You're just a <laughs> wood make, chipper. I'm 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 making them better. Is how I like. You're mincing them. Is what you're doing. <laughs> I'm in reinterpreting them artistically. Yeah, yeah, just like the like the wood comes out reinterpreted <laughs> on the other side of it. It's in a different form now. Uh-huh, yeah. I cut it up and rearranged it. Yeah. It's just as good. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, that's people put it into the wood chipper for a reason. They need it chipped. Like it's 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 more useful to them. It's it's more uh, it's, it's more purposeful. Yeah. Anyway, I'm Caleb, and I <laughs> and I wrote Red Markets or whatever the book is called after Ross gets through. No, I still call it Red Markets. I okay. remember that. It's two words. I think that, that well, it's out of my control. That's all we know. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Uh. Yeah. This episode. Um. We're going to be talking. The idea is, should we do second editions of our games, uh, Red Markets and Base Raiders? I have been thinking about this uh, and Caleb has been thinking about this. And so uh, I'm very keen uh, to hear your thoughts on Red Markets, particularly because I. Yeah, um, there's so many questions, there's so many ideas like what. Yeah, I guess the first is, should you do it? I mean, or maybe that's the last question. Uh, no, I think it's the first. I think it's definitely should be the first question. So uh, I don't know how applicable this is going to be to people. Um, maybe that's been the case for this entire series. But like when I was talking about conceptually, how do you do the order of a game? Mm-hmm. When we did this in uh, June of 2013 for the first episode mm-hmm. before we did Red Markets, uh, re-listening to that, it's pretty much the good order. Like, cause I've done it multiple times now and it's pretty much the order I do it in and like something comes out. So like mm-hmm. I, that's at least some outcome. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about this though, because like one of the things you have to consider when you do, should you do a second edition of something is like, well, what was the first edition of something? So mm-hmm. like, I fear that the further we get along this process, this becomes too inside baseball. Um, that said, I am about as small an individual of an actor coming up with a second edition of a anything, not to mention TTRPG that has ever existed and done the thing. I, there's <laughs> not there. It's a corporation of one. Uh-huh. No, you know, I am alone adrift in the sea of capitalism. Um, you know, just casting about for anyone who will help me. Uh, so, Maybe this year, maybe there is something sort of fundamental and practical, like, okay, if you're going to do this, mm-hmm. what should you consider before you start doing this? Yeah. Um, which is where I'm at at the process, yeah. certainly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, probably the first thing is you should have a first edition of a game. Well, obviously. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I think a lot of our listeners do have a game, and maybe it's not. Um, and my first edition doesn't have to be like you've successfully kickstarted it and published it and it's been out for a while. It could be like a game that is sitting, uh, that you've put on itch or drive through RPG or you've given to friends or made available for free. And it's just been a while. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, I am distinctly talking about it from a publishing framework. Okay. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, people people started making the second edition of Red Markets before the first edition came out because mm-hmm. that's what house ruling is. If mm-hmm. you just talk about like, well, an edition is a change in rule or a change in setting, my response would be so playing it like uh, <laughs> uh, so like I, I get that I, I'm viewing it as a, a publishing idea. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's going to touch on like, how do you change mechanics and what, if anything, do you change about lore and, and all those kind of things. But like, I am going to approach it distinctly from a publishing thing. Cause that's certainly where the obstacles live. Yeah. Uh, you can write whatever you want. 
it, if you don't care if it sells, uh, <laughs> yeah, which which is a consideration. Yeah, the higher margin is to like the 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 trick now is to if I'm going to do this, I need to make enough money to not live under a bridge yes. to do it. So yes. yeah, uh, as opposed to flipping burgers or whatever else. Yeah, mm-hmm. like how do I spend my time uh, as a self employed adult? Um, yeah, no, it, it's difficult um, it, because obviously the marketplace has changed a little bit in the since you first published Red Markets. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> to put it mildly, I have seen shipping container prices go down. So the, you got that going for you. Yeah. So when they go down by like up to 15 percent, mm-hmm. now they're only. Three hundred and twenty-five percent. No, they've actually more than plummeted to like pre-pandemic levels. Really? Yeah, man, that was not the case a couple of weeks ago. But I guess I'm not caught up on it. Yeah, uh, uh, I assumed it was over for shipping, but <laughs> no, no, no. It. Uh, I mean, uh, I follow um, a comic publisher, Iron Spike, who does Iron Circus comics, and she was tweeting about that because she 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 prints like tens of thousands of copies of graphic novels, and uh, so she's a. Key, uh, acutely aware of the situation. Well, that's good. Yeah. That addresses one of the things. Um, yeah. Anyway, the the way I'm doing it is just I did the working example of my own book, which mm-hmm. if you're listening to this at this point, I hope you're familiar with Red Markets. Uh, but the working example of that book that many people have uh, read and skimmed through and played, uh, I think might be useful as a teaching aid. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise I just organize it as pros and cons. And like, maybe if there's anything to extrapolate out of this is like, you should consider these same things if you are doing a second edition. Um, cause I haven't failed yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the ethos of every time I do this show. Yeah. Um, except for all those times I fail. Yeah. yeah. Ignore that. Yeah, yeah. Um, how about, how about base Raiders? What's factoring in that for you? Uh, base Raiders is more, I definitely want to do it. I, I am at that point now. Should I do it? That That is a secondary, that is a separate question, but I do want to do it because I was unsatisfied and I've been unsatisfied with the rules because um, I used the rule set that I did because I just needed a superhero superpower system for it. And and the fate system uh, through Kerberos Club OGL uh, was the best fit at the time um since then um a new edition of fate come out actually like in 2020 called fate condensed mm-hmm. and i've tried i've read through it and i i like what i do and i realized after running so many games of, of uh, base raiders um that superpowers you know you can make a cool superpower but like what it boils down to is when you use a superpower you're essentially using a skill and so why not so my my, my thought is instead of having a very complex superpower system um like tie it to skills like if you're if you have super strength you really have super you know like uh athletics or fighting really you know and then you can have um trappings to like oh well you can fly or you can do this so that's sort of the basis is revising the superpower creation system the other thing um the loot and modifying powers in mid-game that never really happened um i was not there's a lot of so basically I like the lore and I like the setting. I just didn't like I wasn't entirely satisfied with the mechanics. And I, just I think I want to fix something is a valid reason. To yeah, yeah. Edition. yeah. Uh, it's certainly in my pro column. And yeah, I have it, too. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I want to get a new edition out to fix that. I also have new ideas for mechanics like I. um it, the whole point of base raiders in in the setting is that like the the original generation of superheroes and villains needed bases because they needed infrastructure to support their activities, their work, uh, and their you know whatever they were doing. And well, that would still apply to base raiders. Like so, like the big mechanical thing is that the thing you're looting other bases for is to build your own base, uh, and you would need it. Uh, and one thing idea I, I've taken for because I really like the charge system. Uh, of spending charges to do things. And fate has something like that through fate points and stress. Uh, so why not give your superpower source a stress pool and then you spend it to activate your powers. And then how you recharge it is based, you know, you can have a very weak power, but it's easily recharged like through a night sleep, or you can have a very powerful uh, superpower, but it, you have to, you know, do something very hard to recharge it. And I think that would be an interesting gameplay dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's where I am uh, in, in the overall thing. I'll get more specific later. But like, like, yeah, I want to I, I think I have good ideas that would spur very base Raider like ideas for campaigns and stuff like that. So um, but that that is the core thing is that I think I can do it better this time and really get a stable 
fast superpower creation system that like people can understand easily because that's been the biggest problem with base raiders. Uh, yeah, and I think that is, you know, part of what I want to change in red markets too. Not to get too specific again. Uh, but again, like, uh, I, I don't think, I think that's like the baseline. Like, mm-hmm. I think I can do it better. Yeah. I think you should, if you can't say yes to that, you shouldn't consider oh, yeah, anything no. else. No, no. Uh, what I will say though, is that, uh, as a human being who needs food and shelter, uh, there are other concerns mm-hmm. and, um, the best way to make a small fortune in RPGs is to start with a large fortune. Hey, and, um, just because you answered yes to the first question, I think you haven't even started yet. Cause notice I haven't heard any play tests of that material. You just, I have done one play test. Uh, so <laughs> I have done one play test. I, I have only started this in the last couple of months, uh, but, but one thing I see, yeah. I, and that's fine. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but like yeah. one thing I see a lot with like second editions that shouldn't happen is we want to fix this first thought, best thought that goes down. Mm-hmm. I want to do like an edition. We publish it. We did not play test it enough yeah. for the interaction with many of the old rules mm-hmm. and the other things we did that for. And like, you know, we basically violated the basic idea of testing by mm-hmm. changing all these variables at once. And um, yeah, like that is that is another thing. So like, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I just I, I I just think of it as a list of pros and cons. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah, um, I think e- I mean, the thing is, I, I do know with base race, I'm in no hurry to get it out. Like, I, 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 I want to take the time for it to make it right. So, mm-hmm. uh, and even if it would would be right, um, so yeah, like uh, this is not something in the immediate future. This is this would be a lengthy playtesting process. Uh, yeah, and also if you're not a game designer, one thing to keep in mind is like that's the reason it takes so long. Like mm-hmm. when, when you're like, why won't they do this? And, uh, we're talking about why we're not doing it right yeah, now. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to talk about next? Cause I, I just have a big list of things I don't have. Well, I think, uh, I mean, I would like to hear your ideas of what you would do, what you would fix with red markets. Like, uh, second edition, like how, what are, are there mechanical issues that you, Oh, certainly. Yeah. Um, so I have a central thesis here. Mm-hmm. Um, Nobody, nobody dislikes red markets, despite everybody hating a lot of red markets. <laughs> but the thing is, yeah. is that no one agrees on which parts they hate. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so I have been, if I have a central thesis for this, is that I have been lucky enough to have many wonderful people in my Actually, I'm not going to even get to that. That's the preview of the thesis. All mm-hmm. right. Uh, here, here, I'm going to go to the pros first. I'm just going to list my pros. So first thing you said, I think I can do it better. I think I can do it for Yeah. There's demand. So we have active communities. People have told me they have met their spouse through playing a game of Red Markets. Like It is sold out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get questions and messages about like more material and the book and stuff all the time. Um, it is my signature publication. It is the only thing I or heaven on games is known for, um, despite publishing many, many things since red markets. Uh, so there's a financial reason there. Um, I have resources to make the changes. I have years of additional playtest feedback that mm-hmm. I did not have when I initially published the game, uh, and a more active community to test it. There's some momentum, um, there's more fans of the book now than there were on the Kickstarter by definition. Uh, other publications can draw audiences. And if I make red markets more accessible, yeah. maybe I can sell things to them. Um, I think there's some begrudging respect of the book, or at least maybe it's politics. Cause like most people who hate it still are just like, still, like and like if you i could show you 15 youtube videos like it clipped moments of just like well it was kind of and this part was the worst thing i've ever read but eh, it was kind of fun and or or like yeah at least the economy stuff was okay so i think there's something there Mm -hmm. i should be positive about that i don't know what it is but i'm trying to find it um, I think the accidents of history have made it a bit more prophetic than Boy, I ever yeah. intended it yeah. to be. Um, and that is something that could keep it carrying forward. Um, I have a lot more possible help now. I'm a, I, I don't think I'm a big name, but I'm a bigger name than I was when I was doing this as a teacher. Yeah. Uh, and I could get distributors or publishers maybe helping me. 
uh, I have better tools now than I did. So like the phase anatomy app, for instance, mm-hmm. and things that could help people play and track things. And then there's, you know, lots of cross promotion opportunities and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so I don't want to sound ungrateful. Yeah. Uh, a lot of stuff for res markets is wonderful. And a lot of the fans are beautiful, but back to the thesis preview. A lot of people hate it. No one can agree on why. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it is a TLDR problem. Now, here's the thing. It's a TLDR problem I made for myself. And, and it's a TLDR fu- too long didn't read. Yeah, it's a fuck up. I did. Much, I'm not blaming other people, yeah, yeah. but like they break up into three categories. So uh, I'm calling this the second edition of a book. No one read. <laughs> uh, so because I don't That's think most RPGs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So there's there's three categories. Uh, TLDR and hated it. Uh, genuine resentment of the size. So a thing I get a lot when I watch people review red markets is a clear understanding that they have not read a word of red markets. They 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 saw the size of the book Mm -hmm. and then they psychically interpreted what was in it. Mm -hmm. And that is what the review is about. And I can't do anything to fix that. So I'm ignoring that section. Um, Now, here's the thing. TLDR won't play uh, too sad. Can't fix that. <laughs> That's yeah. what the game's about. Too commie. Won't fix. See bugs. Won't fix. Yeah. Uh, too complex. The only thing I can fix. Uh, so what I'm looking at there. Uh, and then there's finally everybody else, which is thought I read it, but didn't because I made too much book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's only so much people can hold their tables uh, and in their heads at the same time. Um, and then uh, the the thing is, is like no one's essentially playing the same RM. Now, here's the thing. I don't think. Red Markets is any different from any other tabletop RPG in that regard. No. I think all implementation of rules is, is sporadic. At yes. Um, but at the same time, uh, it's an information architecture thing. Like a lot of things people complain aren't in the game or in the game. I just didn't organize it right. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are intimidated by the organization of the game because mm-hmm. they're not willing to uh, invest the effort in reading it. Mm-hmm. Because while I had fun writing it and I thought we did a good job making it engaging, mm-hmm. um, that's not true for a lot of people. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, so that that is what I would do better. It is an information architecture attack. That's sure. going to mean cutting a lot of stuff. Um, that's going to be shortening a lot of stuff, not because it didn't work, but because it just needs to be shorter. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be simplifying a lot of things. Uh, so I don't want to get into specific mechanics because like everyone knows what they are. Like, yeah. uh, the legs joke, the, the fucking, uh, negotiation that no one does. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I've got to fix things on that. Uh, mm-hmm. And in that gross simplification of everything down to something that's a core, I got to make sure I don't cut out the entire book as well. Yeah. Um, so Yeah. There, there's a lot of stuff I can get into the specifics of it if you're that interested, but like the, the, yeah, if you're, if that's all my pros and my think, I think I can do better. Yeah. Um, because there's a lot of new technology and just how RPG books are laid out. I have a lot more experience than I did mm-hmm. before. And, uh, that massive reorganization and or refocusing of material, uh, would be the core of the project. Yeah. Um, well, I think red markets is, uh, was ahead of its time in a lot of ways. Uh, and I think one of the biggest ways is that red markets, uh, you are very clear about where you're coming from, from a philosophical, you know, slash ideological point of view. And, um, you, and like, that was, sort of not a big thing in RPGs like but if even a few years later you would have things like Spire and Stigmata and like all these other games that are like this is a very ideological game this is a well not ideological but this is like this is what the point of view of the game you like mm-hmm. this is like D&D has a point of view but it hides it it tries like um and like D&D if you look at the word count or the page count of like the the basic set the three books like that's equal or greater than the red markets uh the one book that you need for red markets but like people are used to like that you you were you were iconoclastic in the sense of the word of like 
breaking the conventions of RPGs. RPGs, the convention was like three books or two books, you know, a player book, a GM book, and you divide the things and you focus on the mechanics and just a li- enough setting and lore stuff for people to get started. But you're like, no, this. And so you, you change that because you, you uh, had a very strong point of view and um, that r- ruffles feathers. Like, uh, and that's not necessarily well, bad. You and, were just ahead of the curve. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I don't know anything ruffled feathers and I'm not talking about like making a good book for people who are always going to disagree with the politics of the book. Um, mm-hmm. But like, um, yeah, it's just too, it's too large. It's just like, yeah. you, you know, like that one book thing I thought it was doing. Well, it's a game about economic RPGs yeah, and it's about economic horror and not having enough. So like yeah. it's 50 bucks, but it's everything. Yeah. It's exactly. every possible expansion mm-hmm. you could want. It's every possible variant rule. And like, notice that like when other people approached me for the gear splat book, mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, cool. I'm glad you did that. I was never going to, I was never going to write that. <laughs> never promised, never told you I was going to do the thing. Like really don't like it as an aesthetic of like publishing for the mm-hmm. most part. But I think Veblen Goods is great. And I think it's very fun to include in your game. Sure. And I also never would have tested it or ever done anything involving it. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> um, but, but like, yeah, like, but then I realized that like, that's never going to be appreciated because they're not going to pick it up because it's too big. Like, yeah. like the decision processing before, like my high winded justification of doing the thing I wanted to do anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Hey, Elon. Uh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> there was just, there was just a more simple decision that was like, oh, that looks heavy. Mm-hmm. And then they never, they never cracked the title. So like, yeah, yeah that, that is, uh, that is where I'm at on that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I agree. Like, I, I think the ideas behind red markets yeah. are, uh, in more fruitful ground than they were when I was started. Yeah. That said, I, yeah. uh, I have to like plant the seed in the ground or like actually get, get it to people yeah. where they will read it. Uh, yeah, because I think that is the because uh, people the like there's RPG players that like this is the paradigm. This is the convention is that there's two books. There's three books and I only need the one book if I'm a player. And then, you know, like I can just get more if I want to, you know, like, um, yeah, that's that's just the business of things. So, um, yeah, because like it would be very easy to divide red markets into like a mechanics book and like, oh, it's set. three books now. The three books. If, if we do it, it's three books. OK, so what are the divisions? Uh all right. Well, the divisions are part of the cons. Okay, so I'll yeah. just go down the cons. Uh, and okay, we'll get yeah, to yeah. All right. So the first thing to understand about a second edition red mark is, is that it's going to be much more expensive at the base. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we had a very successful Kickstarter for which I'm internally grateful. Um, but I would not buy a second edition. That was a drastic downgrade from the first edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it has to be full color. It has to be glossy. Uh, probably needs to be hardback uh, offset print run. Uh, yeah, probably needs to be an offset print run. Mm-hmm. All of those things are more expensive than they were yep. when I funded the game initially. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm splitting it across three separate projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is going to be much more expensive to fund it at the absolute base base level minimum viable product, which is a thing we've talked about on the show before when planning Kickstarter. It's like, what is the bare minimum where you can make it and do it? Um, that is staggeringly higher than the initial project now. Cause like the, the floor is first edition now. Uh, and the floor isn't really first edition because you can't start over on the book. You need the people who bought the first edition to buy it mm-hmm. in order to expand it. So there has to be um, some expansion of mm-hmm. something like. Um, so, uh, you know, we have uh, got to expand like new art is something people would. Yeah, they are. Information architecture, which is a thing that's going to be absolutely vital for simplifying yep. the game and making more that requires more sophisticated layout mm-hmm. um, that requires more time in layout um, and all these revisions and necessitate new design, which requires more art direction on my part. And the thing is, is like um, it's not because uh, I, I've like lost touch of people like they've had kids, they've moved out of fields, things yeah. of that nature. I have less artists, less layout people, less <laughs> everything. We well, just got to go out and recruit more. Yeah, yeah that would be. And, yeah. and that is A additional downs. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you've got writing and opportunity costs. So that's where it brings back to what you said originally. How do you get people back in? What do you expansion you're doing? I think the way to do it is, um, the lore of history of the crash, which is the first mm-hmm. chapter of red markets 
is going to become a redacted timeline. So I am not going to negate the ideology of the moss or make them not exist in the field. Yeah. Um, this is going to be the DHQS version of events. This oh, is going okay. yeah, to be yeah, yeah. the MDNN <laughs> update of, Hey, we don't have public education anymore. Here's a version of what happened. Uh, and it's going to be, you know, uh, so I'm, I'm writing from the other side uh, and radically condensing all of the lore information that everyone hates me for writing uh, after they say best realized zombie apocalypse I've ever read. Damn you. Damn you for making me read it. Um, which is literally the Dave Thoma review, like both lines in, in the review. Uh, anyway, so uh, there's that. Um, so that would be radically condensed and that would be the player book. So that's going to be character generation, your basic gear list, uh, it's going to be, um, you know, humanity damage. It's going to be combat and there'll be changes within that, but that'll be the core, uh, player book. So okay, yeah. if you're a new player, that's, what's getting you started in the bare minimum amount of time. If you're an old player, you've got a new version of the lore and all the revised mechanics. Okay. Then there'd be a market book. So, uh, that is the information from the loss. And then the thing I'm going to do there is every D10 becomes a D20 and uh, it expands because that's all people ask me for when they ask for new content. So like instead of it having to be written by Banhammer, I'm going to have it be more clinical because no mm. one wants the in-character stuff. So I will compromise and it's going to be from a crusader. Mm -hmm. Like this is just a literal atlas if you're wandering around doing medicine like a green book for a psycho mad scientist. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just going to be here, are all the places from the original book. But if there were, uh, if there were 10 enclaves in the original book, I'm shortening the descriptions of all of them and adding 10 more. Yeah. If there's 10 believer cults, I'm shortening all the descriptions and adding 10 more. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If there's 10 aberrants, you know, so on and so forth. Um, so then I would also include, uh, things like price manipulation, uh, like NBA rules, like the expansion rules there. Uh, it, you know, I would include all that stuff in the, uh, market guide, market guide. Yeah, and yeah. the last one would just be the extras. It would just be, uh, instead of D 100, it's, you know, D 200 legs, Ooh. you know, it's just a book. So many records. It's just a book of random encounters. <laughs> um, yeah. And we could even like, yeah, there could be stretch goals for making it to it to, uh, 2d100 you could add in some of the veblen guides uh goods and stuff like that yeah you, we can weapons. we can throw stuff in from expansions that we've done yeah, yeah, yeah. uh which is something we would always do in the player book for the lore mm -hmm. uh because we already have carrying economy out now yeah and all that kind of stuff yeah so. that one would be pretty um flexible for based on demand from like back kickstarter backers like yeah that's yeah that's where you put in your stretch goals and like oh what do you want to see in a third book you know like what kind of content do you want the most that kind of thing so, yeah. but back to cons yeah, yeah, yeah that is a total rewrite yeah. that is a completely new layout yep. with a can probably different new style of you'd layout have entirely. i mean ideally the 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 player in the market guide have very different layouts yes yeah. most of the art would yeah. not work just mm -hmm. by sheer scaling of it and yep. yeah so it's it's starting over basically yeah um so uh that's time opportunity cost then there's play testing mm -hmm. i would have to record it i don't think three mics are going to cut it because uh, no one ever brings themselves without inviting someone when they're not supposed to invite to a game night and people drop in and cheap them out and Red Markets needs to have like up to five players and not break with yeah. the entire economy. Well, and, I'm working on that, the recording angle, but yeah. Well, yeah, like, but that's that's money and it's also time. Yeah. Um, and it took four years to play test the fucking first one. Yep. <laughs> so, I don't think it'll take that long. Like, I mean I I, I mean, I'm hoping. Yeah, but yeah. um, yeah, that is that is something else to consider. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, those are those are pretty considerable downsides. <laughs> um you haven't really mentioned like specific mechanics that you want to change though, uh, aside from some of the, uh, negotiations. Or well, I think negotiations is gone. Okay. Yeah. Um, what is, of what use 
is a mechanic that no one willingly uses. In like, campaigns, almost I love them in the it. campaigns. <sighs> yeah, and so like I'm probably not going to ditch it entirely because I uh, another downside. You start an edition war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second you have a second edition, yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. Like I, I'm not pretending. I'm not starting an what? edition war. Yeah. Um, but like that could be an advanced version mm-hmm. that maybe gets kicked into the GM book or the third book or the or the extras book. Yeah. Uh, the legacy negotiation, but like, I think negotiation just has to be like some sort of dice pool system now. So yeah, um, based on scams, mm-hmm. I, I don't think you want a, and a specialized negotiator. Uh, I'm going to start going, I'm going to go back to deriving stats. So based on potentials, so I'm going to take some skills out that everyone should have and attach them to potentials. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like self-control. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That can be married to something. Yeah. Um, the other thing is that, uh, informational architecture, there's a symmetry problem. So, mm-hmm. uh, not only are there more bust rules than boom rules, um, it's hard to distinguish those from the base rule for some people in the book. Cause I didn't do a great job on, okay, yeah, on yeah. informational architecture. So I'm, I'm trying at the base to have, if there's going to be a rule variant, it will always have two variants and will always have a clearly marked simple variant mm-hmm. like board game design. Just, and it's not because that needs to be there necessarily though. I have to make all the mechanics work. It's because that's just easier for people to process. If yeah. there's a spectrum of rule of this is easier and more splody this is harder and more depressing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it helps people to have a middle road of like, I just want the baseline because I don't yeah. know what experience I want because I haven't played the game yet. That would be better. Like I have seen other games actually um, yesterday, the, or yeah, um, Monday, the mothership uh, first edition dropped a work in progress PDFs of the warden guide and the player guide. And uh, in the warden guide, they have difficulty settings as a thing, but that's just a table. And like, they don't distinguish between what things. I mean, you have to read it like, Oh, this makes it harder. This makes it easier. So like, yeah, that would be better than that. So yeah. yeah. And like all of this is like with more experience, right into column length, you know, things mm-hmm. of that nature, working with uh, different layout people and learning different things that are possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that is possible to change those things. And then there's other things I just want to basically simpl- sim- uh, simplify. Like at a lot of places I give the market a choice, like, well, you could do this or do this. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, well, I think that's helpful in that I'm giving people various ways to like represent different challenges. Like for example, when a mob hits you, you could either express that as additional damage or knockback. Okay, yeah. I don't think I should give people choices. Yeah. People don't like the choices. Yeah. They don't like they don't like they don't like the anxiety of it. I think I should be like it should it does knock back. I, uh, I and I think there are lots of places in the book where I need to do that. Uh like I I've always kind of hated initiative in anything that's ever done, so I'm like I'm trying to think if I can come up with a non-initiative based combat system. Yeah. Uh and tweak combat that, that way. That would be really interesting, yeah. Um and just keep the tactic twitch task freebie economy somehow. That, I yeah, uh, um, and just make it all an opportunity cost thing. So mm-hmm. like that would be something that requires a shit ton of playtesting. Mm-hmm. Um, simplifying the gear list in any way I can. It's just, it's really just uh, cutting to column length rather than what I had before. Yeah, I think you could like. Um, yeah, there 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 there's some opportunities there. I do know like for negotiations, I think the 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 great part about it in negotiations is the players sinking in resources at the beginning of the game, both like meta, you know, the willpower and also just references all this other stuff in order to get as much money as possible. So they're compromising their ability to do the job in order to get a bigger payout. So like that, like risk and reward factor, like that's the, that that's what negotiation should do is encourage players. Hey, come on, spin the wheel, flip that roll, do this. You don't need it on the road. You don't need it for the job, you know, that kind of thing. So like that's, that's the design goal there. Yeah, there's going to be, I think negotiation is the first thing I'm going to have to fuck with because yeah, there are going to be knockdown, like the way that the way red markets works is that there's only one economy, it's bounty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so if you change one thing, you have now ripple affected through, you can literally watch it ripple around the character sheet. So let's say I change negotiation um, and it's a dice pool system, right? Yeah. So, uh, with this dice pool system, 
uh, every time your client has a spot for you mm-hmm. or uh, and not even your negotiator, you're all doing it once. Anyone can talk to them uh, in this theoretical system that I'm not endorsing yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time they can throw a red dice in the pool and that's always minus and they mm-hmm. always start with one red die in the pool. But every scam you get is a black die in the pool. Mm-hmm. And if you get a critical success, you get another dice in the pool. Mm-hmm. If you do this, you like it. And then it's all about you roll yeah, yeah. them all at once. You do a... We black is what she's offering to pay. Mm-hmm. And then you go back with, yeah, that's your scams. Yeah. Um, if I do that and I don't even know if it'll work. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's going to scale weird with number of players mm-hmm. and that's all sorts of stuff like that. Now uh, there's it's way swingier. Uh, and it's because it's not based on what your accounting is. The way the trick I did for the original negotiation it's is that it's segmented yeah, yeah. based on seg- segments of your actual accounting sheet. So like your break point, mm-hmm. it, it literally accounts for your break point and then it goes from there. And that's how it automatically scales with everything. Now it's scaling off raw numbers and chance. Yeah. So let's say everyone uh, does killer in it and all the blacks come up like beneath three and they roll like two tens. Uh, well, now you did a great fucking job and you're losing money on it. Uh, so that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, or you kill it and you're getting like 50 or 60 yeah. bounty a team. Like you're constantly winning over the client. Well, then why don't you just retire after the first mission? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you start thinking of like fixes to that. Well, like, okay, if it was real swingy, you could have ways of like, well, not limiting to one notification. You got to go to a different job. Or encouraging scores more often. You could do that if it's a bad offer. And if it's real, a lot of money, what could you do? Well, you could go up to dependents and make dependents like anchors. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> these people could be burdens on you yeah. and eating bounty on bounty after every time. Uh, but then they have to have like a benefit. So you have to make healing humanity nightmarishly expensive without dependents. Mm. But now that you have to do that to heal all of humanity, Everything in your budgeting for your gear changes. Like you see how this just yeah, yeah, yeah. It ripples. Ca- yeah, yeah. cascades based yeah, on yeah. like that negotiation number, uh, which was a solved issue and is now completely up for grabs again. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, that that's the kind of stuff you think about. So I have tons of mechanical ideas, but like the reason I'm not talking about them is because like if they don't exist until you play test. Them. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like uh, until you write it down, hand it to players and yeah, yeah. give it a whirl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's, uh, I mean, it's a really interesting idea, but yeah, as long as you get that, um, yeah, but like, yeah, you know, some of the other things you mentioned, like the tactic and Twitch, I really like that. Uh, I really like how that in like Delta green have like very limited action economies, which really amps the challenge. Like I just ran a red markets one shot for my patrons and one of them was like, I'm a melee guy. I'm going to run up and attack those guys. And like, they were humans, not other, like not, not casualties. So like, well, there's, th- there's more, there's more of them than you. So yeah, you. You could hit one and parry one and then the others just hit you so <laughs> you're gonna get fucked up he's like oh this is bad yeah <laughs> so like i love that um so yeah there's a lot of parts that that are it's a really solid game but yeah there's there's always room to to revise it um yeah um so uh i yeah i would be really interested in trying out these negotiation mechanics the, any of the mechanics that you want to do like have you actually put anything on uh down any words down on this uh well i it's a podcast so i don't know why i brought the book but uh there's a book here of red markets mm-hmm. that looks like i'm hunting a serial killer through it <laughs> there's a lot of notes just fucking full of post-it notes Aww. and madness uh my current thought is do that continue doing that with my insane color coded system. Yeah. Um, until I have all the material published in the core book, mm-hmm. um, then moving those to three separate Scrivener files. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, from there, uh, writing the game in tweets, just like I have 140 character limits for this rule under this header. Okay, yeah, and yeah. That becomes the playtest draft. Okay, and then until the rules are done, yeah, yeah, that stays the entire book, just the tweets. Mm-hmm. And if the tweet doesn't work, I got to change the tweet or add a subtweet or delete tweets that cause that tweet. But keeping it as short as possible, uh, and then once I have the mechanics laid down, the plan would be. All right, you can just copy and paste text from the book, like directly from the PDF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's your outline. 
and you're now trying to rewrite that information um, in the most succinct way possible. Yeah. Um, which would be my general idea. Though I did have a crazy layout idea mm. of having um, like a vertical stock ticker with colored lines. Okay. And doing the whole history of the crash as um, as a timeline. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, you'd have, like, a black line for the blight. So, uh, like, first oh, outline, yeah. that, jutes out, that jutes out from the left margin into the timeline bracket uh-huh. and then back up, like, a stock tick yeah. or an EKG. Uh-huh. And then the next day would be, like, markets react, and it'd be, like, a green line, and then you could do a politics line, and you could just split the timeline up into, like... Yeah, yeah. Various things like that. But like, yeah, again, you talk about starting over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that, that would be yeah, yeah. taking the same information and radically redesigning it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that would be a very cool visual idea. Very good way to sell the game or like explain this is how quickly things got bad. <laughs> yeah. And then they got very bad. And then I'm like, what do I do for yeah. the timeline? I'm like, well, okay, well, history starts over when the blight hits and it's the DHQS timeline. So they're going to pretend that the, you know, the emergent event was in America. Yeah. We're number one <laughs> and pretend they were first. So like, wouldn't you just like, re- like you got Agnew Domine, like I, I would f- I would start over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> after zombies are real, like I'd say, like yeah, we got to kick this down the road. Yeah, I feel like this is, important this is definitely Jesus Christ. Year, yeah, this is definitely year zero. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, and then and then the timeline just becomes plus or minus. Yeah, yeah, you know, like yeah. It's a countdown. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Eclipse Phase did the same thing, right? And like that that works too because it's also then a flexible uh, apocalyptic setting. Only and then you can add in all sorts of stuff like. Yeah. Um, you can add in all sorts of timeline stuff, like in the five years before you start playing red markets, mm-hmm. like you can tick in the establishment of enclaves. You can start adding in all this loss history. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you can talk about when bounty became widely accepted. See that would, yeah. I, I know some people have played uh, red markets games um, set at different times, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, earlier or later. And I think that would be interesting to add some mechanical support for that as well. Like, and the, yeah, there's other stuff that like people just want added. So like, I've heard things that people want to do enclave only jobs yeah. uh which as a person who's played red markets and intends to keep a certain level of difficulty i just call like i'd really like to shit where i eat yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just really want to make this game as hard as possible for myself by killing and scamming my neighbors <laughs> i mean like some people would do it more like as a base building thing right yeah but, yeah and i want to add like you know possibilities for that or like for a free parking game Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Well, you're not really on the. You're kind of in the. See, loss. that would be interesting. <laughs> that would be an interesting thing because then, like, so there's valets, but you're also like patrolled by the ducks all the time. And, well, yeah, but also like, uh, is it about crossing over into the loss to do jobs and then coming back? Like, there are you just fencing shit the takers? Yeah, bring. exactly. Yeah, like that yeah. would be a whole like yeah. a thing of like how you get over the fence, you know, back and forth. And like, that would be something good for like either the. Uh, the game master book or the uh mm-hmm. yeah. the the third book mm-hmm. yeah that would be a good third book thing i think because that that's a very specialized thing but like that could be a whole separate mini game like or or a campaign thing of like well we did this path too many times and now it's too hot so we got to find a new way yeah to get across there and can we trust this border guard can we do this you know we got you know, like building up intelligence assets like you know flipping a guard like building a blackmail on a single dude so you can mm-hmm. like he'll look the other way um that that's really cool i like that um yeah no um yeah it sounds like you have the 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 uh yeah it's, it's really just a matter of like yeah um should you do it or not like it, it it's you have a plan it sounds like yeah i, I have a plan but yeah. like i just want to be clear it's expensive yeah, it's an expensive ass plan that will secondly take a shit ton of time yep. to do, uh, and every moment that I'm doing that and not freelancing, because I I don't have a day job anymore. Yeah, um, that is making it more expensive. In, yeah, in the raw economic terms, I was it's talking, your trolls. Yeah, yeah, as I was talking about. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, and then you add in that just like raw uncertainty. So like until a month ago, the amount. <laughs> of a shipping container mm-hmm. like until you corrected me here was like four times yeah. as much as what i paid and i want to be clear paid to the point it bankrupted the kickstarter mm-hmm. just to ship the core book yeah in 2017 like 
if that had happened during COVID, like I'd be, they would reinvent debtor's prison just to throw me inside of it. <laughs> like they would, they would build up like a, like a chancery square, like <laughs> stocks and, yeah. and put, I would, I would have lost so much money oh, no. if COVID had hit. So like you got to factor that in everything as mm-hmm. well. Like, um, uh, uh, who, who just put it out F- free leagues, just got the walking dead license. Yeah. 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 And everyone says like, Oh, you should use red markets to play walking dead. I, I don't think you should. You should use red markets to play red markets. Uh, but you know, like th- that is saturation in an already saturated genre of zombie. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like there, there's a lot of, it's not a great dice roll. I haven't spent enough charges on this yet. Yeah, that's like fair. the probabilities are not looking great. Uh, but I can do a lot of the work uh, on your own. Well, I can do a lot of the work and just have them as podcasts on H God mm-hmm. and uh, be supported there and continue doing the work there if I can get a playtest group going. Um, so, like, there is a way that there's a there's a there's not a Rubicon yet. I can continue tinkering and filling out my crazy book That's, of ideas yeah. without committing anything that cannot be lost. But mm-hmm. like, there will come a point mm-hmm. where I, I fear where this project is just like, well, this works or I die. Yeah, <laughs> like because like the the initial costs of the original Kickstarter, like before I clicked launch, was like over five k in art mm-hmm. and and example stuff. I got to people to buy on. If it's going to be a bigger ass, theoretically, that's going to be an even bigger number. And that's on a that's on a maybe that's that's on a put it on black jack, like let her ride. And yeah, that's mm-hmm. yeah, no, yeah. It's, a, it's a big it's a big self-control check for sure. Yeah. And that's before yeah. Kickstarter got run by an NFT guy. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Who is still in power yeah. in the year of our Lord, yeah. 2022. Well, they've stopped talking about crypto for some reason. Oh, that's comforting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah. love it when the guy known as a bad actor stops talking about the things he does as a bad actor. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the crypto <laughs> bubble is one of my. Yeah. I mean, uh, say, saying a person who's making a game, making fun of the crypto bubble. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, not one of my. my topics, but like Twitter, yeah. like yeah. it teaches you how fast things can go down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And like when you yeah, Twitter, yeah, yeah. So Jesus Christ. Yeah. And when you depend on like so many systems mm-hmm. that you cannot possibly control from your spare bedroom turned office. Yeah. Uh, it's daunting to do yeah. two, two games above a certain size. Yeah. I know with base Raider second edition, I would keep, um, that my primary goal making it a print on demand book, like black and white. Like my goal was to never have a palette of books to manage. Uh, and I, I have done that with base Raiders. Um, I would probably do like a very limited, like, there are actually us publishers now that are printers that are, are seemingly like good options. Um, you know, mix AM and Taylor, uh, printing in Texas. Uh, so maybe like a very limited print run, um, of color books, but, uh, yeah, base Raiders, I would, my goal is to keep it more manageable and like, um, one book, but it's, you know, not as much setting material as you, you would need. Cause it's superheroes. It's like, make up your own shit. You know, that's the whole point is make up your own shit. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's sort of the difference is yeah. Base Raiders. I was, I always designed it to be like something that would not ruin me if it failed. <laughs> like that's, that's like an uh, awesome in phase anatomy. Yeah, exactly. It, it has not ruined me when it failed. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, and I'm not saying the Kickstarter was unsuccessful. It just it was. like, it sells like eight copies a month and it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Like it's fine. And I'm glad to have the money. Yeah. But like, it's not, holy shit. It's not setting the world on fire. Well, yeah. It's not red markets. Like people asking me for autographs and like redesigning, you know, re refitting mm-hmm. shipping containers across the Atlantic and shit. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, yeah, that's that's something to consider. Like, yeah, I mean, that's the thing with like for me. The, for, the problem is like I've been doing all of those cost mitigation efforts ever since Red Market. Yeah, and it has been like successful in like preventing risk. Yeah. yeah. Also, nothing's been as successful as Red Markets. Yeah, I mean, people want the big core book. They want the big fancy book. Yeah, like yeah. RPG players uh, as a market, like are are uh, they want the lug- the book as a luxury, you know, art product. Um, like. I really hope one day I'm so successful and I've sold like a three volume version of red markets and, and 
Why not a GM screen? A lovely slipcase. No, case. a slipcase. Yes, a slipcase that yes. is a GM screen. Ooh. And at which point, once everyone buys it on the Kickstarter, I will just scream at you, it's more pages than the original. What are you talking about? <laughs> I just put two cuts in it, you dumbasses. It's the same amount of information. <laughs> and just screaming and slapping my own patrons. Yeah. After the money, though. Yeah, yeah. After that. Make sure, yeah, make sure the money clears. Yeah, yeah. 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 Never fuck with the money. Yeah. Um, there's one lesson you can learn from red markets. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I talked about, you know, when we did a review of red markets for letter narrative distance, I brought up the egg job from a fallen flag. Cause like it still is one of the games I remember because of how serious, how, how angry all the players looked at me to GM <laughs> for that. Cause I was like, yeah, you don't get all your money. You have to do it. The complication is I'm fucking with the money. And like, yeah, I think, I think one thing I might need to add in the market section is that like I did notice on a lot of reviews like mm-hmm. people got how to play a market yeah. like be a dick like that mm-hmm. but they like oh I can't possibly do that like my friends will dislike me or, or like you know anything like that <clears throat> and like I think I might need to devote at least some essay time to like even Delta Green does this it's like here's what cosmic horror means man yeah like it's over yeah <laughs> You got to understand this already happened. You're just dying. Yeah. Like there is at least that much. I think I have to do that for the market a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Look, you're not being an asshole. All right. You're doing a thing that rational human beings do every day in Mm -hmm. modern day capitalism. And all you're doing is letting the dice have shitty, supernatural, horrific consequences complicating that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't change the fact that they only have eggs to pay in. Mm -hmm. Like, you're not being mean. It's not killer GM. That's just the thing that happens. And it's up to them to shoot those guys. (laughs) No, this job is for exposure. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, you're you're just modeling shit in the everyday. You got to think, don't think of it like killer GM. Yeah. It's not tomb of horrors. That's what everyone assumes they're doing when I'm like, complications should be mean like yeah. it should be mean and unfair yep. like uh but I, I think i might have to talk some people through that because it's a thing i did not convey in the initial game or yeah, yeah i it's interesting you brought up delta green because i reread the opening of the handler's guide uh recently and it's like this is a game about cosmic horror everyone's going to die it's going to fail everything's going to collapse um and because like someone was asking me well where, where's the uh the acab stuff about uh the co- in in delta green as well it's because it's a game of cosmic horror you play the most powerful and privileged occupations in the world you know cops and then and you are doomed and you are doomed <laughs> You are you are the bet you are you have you have more power in society than anyone else and like you can't do shit like <laughs> yep you're just making it worse yeah mm-hmm. uh, that, that it's not yeah it's uh, uh, the rare text of subtext being pretty yeah mm-hmm. uh, so um, yeah no I think um, God I know for me for base raiders I'm going to keep play testing because uh, I had fun with it uh, and I'll, I'll talk more about that once I have it but like. Um, I feel like, yeah, from my point of view, I'm, I'm going to be safer about it in terms of like, or l- more modest, like one, one book like I did last time. But, um, yeah, just sort of, um, cause I really think I really want to play around more in the setting. I think is the key to it. Not just fixing the mechanics. I have more things to do in the setting. Cause I've run like the giant robot graveyard. I want to make that like a more in- ingrained part of the game. Um, and cause I mentioned that, you know, talking about the game, like, Oh my God, that sounds so cool. It's like, Oh yeah, yeah, it is kind of deep, you know? Um, but I want to have a game like the, I feel like the problem with base Raiders is people can't run it like red markets. Cause like power creation is so, clunky you know compared to the rest of it because it's such an early version of fate and i think now with the fate condensed rule set it's like for one thing every stress box is one stress box is one point instead of Mm -hmm. like one being one two being two you know blah 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 um and uh the other mechanical thing oh you mentioned how you don't want players to think or have to make a choice um i think i'm gonna like uh, some versions of fate have this thing where instead of having consequences that you have to figure up on the fly, you just have conditions like you're injured, you're maimed and whatever. So I think, yeah, I, think I, that- I don't, I don't want to say players don't have choice, but like as the market, I don't want to, I think the markets gets exhausted by choice 
there's so many things you have to improvise on the fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think having something. I think a lot of times people want the the simple rule. Yeah, like they they want the centerism, like yeah, yeah. Uh, of of a of something. You make loud noise. One D, you know, one D ten zombies. Show. Yeah, something between boom and bust, which I'm not worried about because like I, yeah. I, there's a reason there's twice as many bust rules as boom rules. I know what I like to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so it's pretty easy to do for me. I will just make the bust rule the simple rule, <laughs> and then write something worse for the bust rule. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that will be how I fix most things. Uh, and I'm fine with that. We should um, definitely do uh, playtesting. We should definitely do like a bust campaign or like a, a mini campaign at least. Like, yeah, but then, yeah, then now you're you also at least want to make sure the baseline rules work. OK, yeah, so yeah, now you're right. at two campaigns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That's that's well, playtesting, man. Three campaigns. I mean, we've done, well with you and I. We did two, and then I did the third with uh, uh, Jason. So. No, I completely agree, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I love playing it, and yeah. um, I I love Red Market's first edition. And, yeah, and yeah. notice that a lot of what I'm saying is like I would like to add to that yeah. experience and never detract from it. Yep. While inviting people in who are completely repelled by the book's physical proportions, <laughs> appearance, uh, like sheer mass, um, like yeah, I, 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 it's about loving that first edition experience and wanting more people in there. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah. see, that's a paradox with gamers is, or at least role playing gamers, is that like that's what sells, but yet some of them are like repelled by it like i mean is it that that's a, such a I, yeah because like smaller more modest paperback like black and white books like don't sell as well as like big nice hardcover full color, color books but on the other hand you know like some players like i don't want to read that like i don't want to deal with all that shit so yeah um, if i threw all the pennies of profit yeah i made at fucking phase anatomy which i think is a great book i think yeah. it's the most original mechanic i've ever come up with oh yeah i've had a ton of fun memories playing it uh if i threw all the pennies and profit i made of that book at you you would be like please stop that why are you doing that mr stokes please <laughs> ow if i threw all the pennies and profit i made of red markets at you the book that everyone hates for being too large and is the poison of quote traditional rpgs has it's been referred to before as i wrote it because it's just so big like i've heard people being like oh it's one of those tread rpgs because it's large <laughs> if i threw all those pennies at you you would be crushed under pennies like yeah. it would fucking kill you and yet yeah. i'll tell you what i hear the complaints about yeah. <laughs> that thing yeah yeah it's it is an insane paradox yeah, yeah. um so yeah second editions they're pretty it's 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 a pretty interesting and weird place to be in uh but it's better than not having a first edition that is uh people like uh so. I, I would i would say like the the question you started with is the question to start with like, yeah, yeah can you do it better yeah but like at the same time with all those things i talked about as an anxiety riddled neurotic <laughs> uh you should ask additional questions it's like well if it will destroy you or the memory of the first thing mm-hmm like maybe hold off or yeah, yeah. or consider deeper but that, that's the most i could say for advice so mm -hmm. yeah. i haven't landed on it i'm gonna keep tweaking at it yeah this is not an announcement of second edition yeah uh it is a question mark in the title that ross ruined yeah for a reason until he forgets <laughs> about this and i'll try and re-listen to this and 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 copy it correctly well you listeners <laughs> you'll you'll be the judge because you'll be yeah just look at your podcast app and see what he turned it into yeah there's no telling dig to red markets <laughs> god the teeth of god <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> Uh, that, that would be great. Um, yeah. Uh, by the way, you mentioned H God. What is that? Uh, that is heaven on games, open design. I am thinking about doing a red market second edition on there. I already have, uh, two or three other games that I have designed a, a Kung Fu game that you and Maddie helped me try out. Oh, right. Yeah. A, uh, game about taking a, uh, cosmic psychedelic and mm -hmm. dying, mm -hmm. um, that I have stopped working on because, Again, red markets is way more popular. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I will be anything I do on this will be up there. Yeah. Uh, and how can people find it? Uh, Heaven on Games, Open Design, or Patreon.com backslash HGod. 
Oh, you have your own URL for it too? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Neat. I did not know that. Um, anyway, um, yeah, I'll be uh, working on any base rate or stuff will go up on patreon.com slash RPPR, at least uh, that recorded playtest I'll definitely put up at some point. Um, and I'll yeah have some documents, have some ideas on it. And we'll do more episodes when I make more progress. I'll try and get you in on a playtest so you can talk about it. Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, I'm actually working on a new uh, patron only podcast series called uh, RPPR Recommendizer because I, li- I, I, I like talking about media, you know, movies, games, that kind of thing. And I just want so I, I, the gimmick would be like uh, high level patrons can ask us for recommendations and we'll come up with some of our recommendations too, like video games that make you feel powerful or underwater horror movies or things like that. So uh, that'll be rotating cast, but uh, that'll be out on the patreon at there'll be a uh, sort of a episode zero on the on the patreon in december which should be the month that i publish it because that's tomorrow <laughs> i'm not gonna edit it today because anyways uh thank you so much for listening um and uh we'll talk to you later bye My sweet dulcet toads. Hey, it's Russ Payton. I am talking into a microphone. I'm getting good levels. Probably could turn down just a bit. Do, 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 do. Uh, Caleb, do you want to talk? I am speaking currently into a microphone. Okay. That's pretty good. Uh, all right.